I'm Aaron Vailing, and this is the Lakeshore Podcast. Today I have a special guest for you. It's composer Jeff Russo, fresh off scoring The Umbrella Academy, Netflix's whimsical and fascinating show based on Gerard Way's graphic novel of the same name. Jeff and I will discuss what went into making the score for The Umbrella Academy, and we'll tap into his history and his extensive back catalog of scores, including Legion, Star Trek Discovery, The Night of, Fargo, and Altered Carbon, and many more. So with a a composition like The Umbrella Academy, you have sort of, uh, I've noticed you kind of emerging of orchestral passages, uh, with some of your rock roots, uh, with you know some more minimal kind of uh, sections that you would that we've heard on some of your other scores, like in Fargo or The Night of. Um, I'm curious, you know, how do you go about making a score in general? Uh, you know, are you is it how do you know if you're going to use synthesizers like you do with you know Altered Carbon or Legion, or how do you know when to use orchestral sounds and those sort of things? Uh, you know, I don't think that there's a, you know, usually at the beginning you sort of think about what the palette of a show will be and what the soundscape of the show will be. You know, I tend to like to write and have scores be um, melodic and emotional. And a lot of that orchestral instruments tend to do that a lot. I think that you can get that from synthesizers as well and i just think that it's something that you choose as a as a matter of taste for a particular project you know um in this particular case in the case of of um of umbrella academy you know it in my discussions with the with the um producers early on we decided that there would be um you know an emotional and yet quirky uh, content uh, from the sound of the score, and I, I you know, I, I sort of merge a little bit of the synthesizers, some of that rock stuff in it, you right. know, playing drums and and all kinds of fun stuff in order to achieve a goal that I'm asked to achieve. Right, right. How much time do you spend with uh, with the source material before you go into composing a cue or something like that? Do you get access to the the picture and you're scoring the picture is it script level how does that work it all depends on the project you know in in the case of in the case of umbrella academy it was you know um i had to write a bunch of music before uh we had picture because they needed to shoot um to it i wrote vanya's violin piece which led to this big um orchestral apocalypse um apocalyptic symphony so to speak um that was sort of all based on that original vanya um vanya violin piece i had to write that just based on the script and based on an idea of what it was going to look like um most of the rest of it was was composed to picture um some of it not but it, it really all depends on on what needs to be done right right and I've noticed you're talking about Vanya. There's uh, actually I, there's Vanya's orchestra one and two, um, Hazel and Agnes. There's Klaus. Uh, there's I, I'm seeing a lot of what it seems to be like and sounds like uh, character oriented cues. Is that yeah? Something? I mean, that's the way the way I normally go about um, something like this kind of a show where characters are really a big part of the story. Um, I tend to want to write with them in mind and that's, that is exactly what happened. You know, I wrote 
<clears throat> I wrote this big suite of music called the Umbrella Academy on the on the um, the soundtrack, and that sort of had a lot of the themes for each one of the characters. And then, you know, other character themes needed to be created. Klaus, in particular, who has sort of a much more sort of eclectic vibe to him. Um, I had to I had to write a piece of music that sort of really evoked that frame of mind for him. Um, but I do like to um, keep character themes in mind when I'm when I'm writing. Right. And then, were there any sort of cues that that spoke more to the story in general, or is it mostly just character based? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, the story is also guided by the characters. So, you know, especially in a show like this, which is the story is all about the characters. It's not really, you know, the story of the apocalypse and the ending of the world in this particular show is sort of subtext to the um, the interpersonal relationships of all the all the siblings. So to me, the character themes were more important than an overarching story theme. Okay, that makes sense. You know, you have you have several scores behind you. Uh, when you go to approach writing for new scores, do you bring anything that you? What sort of things do you bring with you that you learned from previous uh, TV shows or films or previous scores? Is there any sort of like modalities or melodies or approaches or even a headspace that you get yeah. into? No, I, I I try to give everything a new beginning. You know, I, I don't want to keep looking to to my um, to previous work in order to inform something new. What I really want to do is um, I really want to try something new every time. Um, I think that no matter what, it's still me, right? It's still, right. And, and that's gonna have that's gonna be you know, a consideration, you know, that's going to be, so if I write a melody, it's going to sound, I think like it's going to sound like something I wrote, um, you know, or something that, you know, has my sort of creative ideal. I think that, you know, as you, as you do more and more projects, like you, you sort of create a sound for yourself, but I don't try to think about what I did in this last thing to inform what I'm going to do on this next thing. It's, it's, you know, everything sort of deserves its own flavor. Right. Were there, for Umbrella Academy, were there any specific uh, cues or moments from recording? Maybe you had an epiphany, something that really stands out to you as one of um, one of the more memorable sort of experiences from creating this score. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that when we went to record that original um, suite, you know, called the Umbrella Academy, right. that 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 was sort of a um, a big watershed moment because the fact is that that piece of music on its own doesn't actually. Um, doesn't actually appear in the show in its entirety, but all of the themes in it do, in fact, appear all across the show. Um, so it was it was interesting for me because it was like I was creating the sound of what it is, um, you know, way before it was even created. Right, right. Uh, we, I've noticed that you know. So this this is not the first time you've worked with Steve Blackman. He uh, and you've also worked with um, Noah Hawley in the past. So you have some sort of common folks that you work with. Um, you worked with both of them on Legion and Fargo, if I'm not mistaken, and with Steve on Altered Carbon. 
Um, are there any sort of benefits with working with the same showrunners or producers or creators across po- projects, and what are they? Well, I mean, yeah, you become accustomed to the type of things they want. It's easy to communicate. And, you know, it helps with the ability to to get across the finish line. Right. Do you, do you feel like you have a bit more of a sort of in, intuitive knowledge about how, what they're looking for with anything with a piece or yeah yeah i think that that's that whenever you work with somebody multiple times you yeah. you create you know a, an easier way of communicating generally are you getting are you getting access to with any of these are you how early on in the process are you with them compared to with others you might work with who you're working with for the first time I get, I mean, I get access to whatever they want to give me, you know, usually scripts or ideas of storylines or outlines of what it's going to be um, when I've worked with somebody in the past. I mean, I generally like to have, if somebody's going to hire me, I generally like to come in as early as possible because that just gives me the most amount of time to figure out what it is they want. Right. That makes sense. And when you're going through this process of creating and you have a moment, uh, you know, something that is a, is a dark moment, a bright moment, a sad moment. How do you tap, what do you tap into within yourself to access that sort of emotion to match what's on the screen? I think that, you know, with music composition, just as actors, you know, there's, you're you're sort of often drawing from who you are to bring sort of that art to the table. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know that I'm t- trying to tap into my own personal experience. It's not the same thing, I don't think. I think that, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to align myself with what I'm seeing or or what I'm thinking that a character is is uh, feeling, you know, and right. then trying to underscore that and trying to either help push that or subvert that or play against that or play on to it. And I'm, I'm not sure that I'm like really trying to dig deep into my own emotional well to try to find a way to connect with the characters. I think what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to just connect with them so I can figure out what to what what method to employ um, to 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 get there? It's it's difficult to describe a process of creating, you know. Um, right. I think it's not it's not quite as personally emotional. Like I sometimes you you work on projects that actually have a personal, you know, a personal uh, connection that you have a personal connection to, and those those. Um, are those are those are really great to to get involved in, but it doesn't always happen that way. You know, it it doesn't always. Like I I don't have a personal connection to the story of the Umbrella Academy, um, because it's one of those things that it's it's um, fantasy, right? Right. right. So I enjoy fantasy. I enjoy telling those types of stories. I enjoy helping to tell those types of stories. Um, so I just try to connect with the characters on an emotional level to help tell the story that they're trying to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, with with you were saying like with fantasy, it's not necessarily something that you know, there's not sort of a personal connection per se, but then you had referenced that there were there was maybe a project that might be might have a personal connection, um, and you've worked on a lot of different types of projects. So I was curious if maybe there was one that kind of struck you more as like something that was a bit more visceral to 
to experience, to score, to be a part of. Is there something that I have a actual personal connection with, a story that's been told that I've had some sort of like crossover feeling of? The answer to that question is no. Um, I've never had that. We tell stories like, you know, I've I've done I've done documentaries where there are true stories that I have felt an actual connection with somebody who's died because I lost a father. But I I, I mean, I, I don't. I, you know, we, we tell fiction, we're, we're telling, we're storytellers. So I, I don't make a direct personal connection with fictional characters. You know what I mean? I, I, um, we're, I, I, I try to expand on an emotional concept for characters that are created by someone else in order to tell a fictional story and in order to effectively convey emotional content. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not sure. it's not it's it's not like I'm sitting down and writing a song about my own personal experience, which I've done many 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 times, right. working with my band, um, and and uh, and playing music with my band, or writing songs for myself, or writing music just for myself to try to connect with with something inside of me. But in the case of of trying to help tell a story, it's not it's not the same thing. Yeah, I can see that uh, when you're so when you're, for example, uh, with Legion and, you know, the main character is sort of has this sort of like very empathic uh, kind of ability. You're just you're sort of looking at sort of what just the character, who the character is, what they can do and sort of like formulating something based on that. It's not quite as simple as that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to help tell the story that's being told, right. Right. you know, I'm, you know, he, he's got these abilities. I'm not trying to make sure people understand that he has these abilities with music. Right. I'm just trying to help underscore the emotional content that's going on. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, from, you know, all of your different projects, you've done a lot of projects that are, you know, cultural touchstones, we'll say there's Fargo. Uh, there's the uh -huh. Night Of and some of those. Uh, Fargo is a personal favorite of mine as a Minnesotan. But I think, like, in general, you've done a lot of different projects. Uh, is there any sort of, you know, notable cue or notable uh, sort of, I don't know, moment with composition or something that really stands out to you from sort of the balance of your compositional career? I think a watershed moment for me was when I wrote the main theme for Fargo in season one. It it was a different type of music than I had ever written before. So when I wrote it and it became what it became, it was pretty thrilling for me. So that that's a very memorable moment in terms of my writing a different type of music than I had written in the past. Sure. I think that's, you know, I think the next next most memorable thing for me was being asked to and then writing the theme for the new Star Trek series, um, simply because of how near and dear Star Trek as as a as a uh, franchise is to my heart, because I've been watching and listening and being engulfed in the world of Star Trek since I was a teenager. Right, it's a one of the most popular franchises out there. I certainly was a huge fan of the Next Generation. I thought that was a phenomenal series you know you've taken sort of the transition that some other folks have which is going from sort of more rock oriented uh 
you know, like to, from albums, being in a rock band and that sort of thing, moving over to, you know, now it's, I see that you do, you do a lot of scoring, right? You're, you're mostly a composer at this point, it seems like. And is there any sort of like advice you would have for people who are, you know, looking to transition from sort of the band format into uh, scoring for TV, film, and that sort of thing? You know, how do you do it? <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know the answer. I think a lot of it is being at the right place at the right time with the right music, meeting the right people and having those people do the, the projects that, that end up doing something that you haven't done before. You know, I, I got very lucky um, working, you know, learning to work in, in television and in film, watching friends of mine do it, and then, again, being in the right place at the right time and Noah – it, that first show that I did, The Unusuals, was with Noah Hawley. He, it was his first show that he was ever completely in charge of, and um, he had not worked with a composer before. So we met and we hit it off and became friends. And he hired me and we did that show. And then I've done all of his shows since, and his film that I'm doing right now. And I think a lot of that has to do, you know, a lot of a lot of the the work that I've been able to do is because of that. Right. Um, how did I make the transition? I, I I don't really know. You just sort of, you sort of just approach the things that are in front of you, and you know, the idea is um, always be prepared for when opportunity presents itself. Because if you're unprepared for when opportunity presents itself, you won't ever be able to seize on the opportunity. Yeah, I think that's that's great advice. Uh, in in this uh, movie you're talking about is is Lucy in the Sky. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, going back to the Umbrella Academy, uh, I find that it's it's one of my favorite scores of yours because I think of the sort of the, the there's something sort of whimsical. There's a there's a depth and expression that I really like. I think that some of that is because of the show. I think some of that's just because you're a gifted composer. I'm curious, like, what do you want people to get from your score when they they experience it visually or just you know buying it uh, from Lakeshore? Um, how do you want? What do you oh, want you, the takeaway to be for people? I kind of feel like the takeaway. The takeaway should be to enjoy the music and 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 connect with it. You know, if you can have a connection with music, you know, I think that that's a great thing. And I lo I love creating, I love creating music. So really, what I want people, what I would like people to do is to be able to connect with the music that we, that we create. Mm -hmm. 